Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Monday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV Radio. Dot com. You know, we've still been unwinding the UVM men's basketball season, which now sadly came to an end, you know, three and a half weeks ago at the hands of Arkansas in the NCAA tournament. But as we continue to analyze the catamounts, we also have to take stock of what's happening around the league in general. There was a real big to do last week at uh, one of UVM's biggest rivals at UAlbany about their head coach, Dwayne Killings. And Joining me now is Mike Kelly, who covers you Albany for the Daily Gazette out in the Capital Region. Actually, my former high school basketball teammate, which we'll get to at the end. But Mike, thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate you being with me. You know, I I know the story of what's happened at you Albany, but kind of put into perspective what the last week has been like. You know, kind of what's been going on. Yeah. Well. You know, to, to go back, I mean, this was uh, an investigation that had started, you know, late February that, that came to light really this past week. Um, you know, so this this last week, a lot of a lot of media attention, um, a lot of negative attention <laughs> for for the program, um, you know, and basically kind of what we found out, you know, I mean, obviously the other day, you know, there was some resolution with the coach Killings is going to be suspended for, for five games to start next season. There was kind of some admitting of wrongdoing. He's going to pay a fine. Um, from a program perspective, um, you know, maybe from more of like an America East perspective, you um, Albany as a basketball program basically hasn't functioned, it seems, for the last, you know, two to three weeks. The coach was on leave. Um, that came to light, you know, after the fact. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, really turbulent times for that program. Um, and that's how they start a super key offseason, you know, the first – off season after the first season of the new coach, uh, you know, that's when you really want to start, you know, putting totally your stamp on a program. Um, and that's been delayed for this Albany team. So Dwayne Killings investigated for, you know, for hitting a player. Is that what it sounded like? You know, not a punch, but they called it a, in a pregame hype circle. Like what, what level of contact are we talking about here? Yeah, I think physical contact is the is the good term to use. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know if we have, you know, on the record kind of the nature of the contact that occurred. But I mean, it, it was, you know, which which I had reporting on and the school confirmed it was during kind of a, a yeah, what you said, a pregame hype circle, which, you know, teams, you know, players typically are, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, mosh pit type environment. Um, and it seems like somehow, you know, Dwayne Killings was involved with that for one of these games. Um, and it was, you know, deemed to be inappropriate by, you know, from my reporting, people in the moment were surprised by what happened. Um, and then after the fact, uh, you know, the school has, you know, at least uh, I think that the, the, the quote would be substantiated the allegations or, or something to that effect. Um, you know, that's that's something inappropriate did occur. Um, you know, in terms of physical contact between a coach and a player. You know, I don't know how to make this, you know, what to make of this from afar. Like, on one hand, I can say there's inappropriate contact between a coach and a player. I can't believe he didn't get fired. And then on the other side, I can say, you know, maybe you don't have to get fired for absolutely everything these days. So, like, how are people taking it locally? Yeah, I think that's, you know, I think um, Saturday when kind of the resolution came out, I think that, you know, most of the response I saw was people who were either some combination of, uh, you know, they were either surprised or they were upset <laughs> yeah. um, that uh, in terms of that, the penalty was light. That was, I, I would say, the overall reaction. 
Um, I know from reporting on it, um, and again, it kind of came out, it came out last Monday. Um, and I would say from like Monday through Wednesday evening, I would say the conventional wisdom was that Dwayne Killings had coached his last game at Albany. Yeah. And then, and I, and I don't know why this is what the answer is, but something turned Wednesday evening, you know, up and through, you know, Saturday where it started to look like, you know, maybe this isn't as much of a done deal um, as some thought. And it seemed like he was going to keep his job. Um, that is kind of one of the, you know, there's several unanswered questions at this point. And, and that would be one of them is kind of like what happened where there was this major midweek shift from this coach is definitely done to this coach is probably coming back, uh, which is where we ended up. You know, this is me just speculating totally from afar as someone who has knowledge of the program and the area and, and the people involved to a degree. I'm looking at this and wondering if this is the logic behind it here. So the AD, Mark Benson, in my mind, at least semi-forces Will Brown out. And Will Brown's a long-tendered popular coach there. He brings in Dwayne Killings. Dwayne Killings is his guy to replace that popular guy. Does he have to stand by him, you know, in, a, in some way to make himself look better in all this? Like, you can't get rid of Will Brown and then have your next guy be out a year later. That's kind of That was, like, one of my first thoughts as to why he's still there. Yeah, I mean, I think um... – at the same time, that's kind of like a rock and a hard spot <laughs> yeah. for him. Uh, you know, if something went wrong, then maybe the best course of action for the athletic director is just to, you know, is to is to cut it and move forward, um, do it as quickly as possible. Uh, I mean, you, you could argue for, for that perspective. Um, there is a lot of institutional support. Um, you know, within that athletic department for Dwayne Killings. I mean, you just kind of reference it. I mean, he is the he is their guy. Um, that was, you know, who they wanted to be the head coach. It, you know, they did not want Will Brown to be the head coach anymore. Um, I don't think that's any secret at this point. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there there is a lot of, of support within that department, within that school in general, um, you know, for, for Coach Killings to be successful. Um, but, you know, that's one of those ones, I would say that's kind of one of those unanswered questions as yeah. well is, you know, because, you know, I, I see your point that, you know, that they that they need to hold on to him. They need to protect him maybe to some degree. Um, it probably, though, would have been easier just to move on. Like as soon as, uh, you know, Jeff Goodman had the initial report of this yeah. uh, on, on last Monday. And probably the easy thing would have been to announce some type of separation, you know, that Tuesday, uh, 20, you know, within 24 hours. Um, you know, and for some reason that we don't totally know yet, uh, in my opinion, at least, um, that's not what happened. You know, I caught a handful of U Albany games this year, the two against Vermont, certainly. And, you know, I know I watched the one against UMass Lowell up at UMass Lowell. So this alleged allegation, or this, I guess not even at this point, allegation, this incident happened in November. The one thing I noticed about this U Albany team is they did seem to play very hard for Dwayne Killings. Like, I didn't get the impression that there was some kind of underlying toxic culture there. So what, what was your, from your vantage point, you know, did the players seem to like him? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's not even a question for, for me. Yeah. I mean, in this, yeah. And just to put this in some context, I mean, you kind of just said it, but this, you know, so this incident was reported in late February. It allegedly, or not, yeah, you're right. Not allegedly. It <laughs> happened. Admitted it. it happened the day before Thanksgiving. Um, it was before, you know, what would have been, I think like the sixth game of the season. Um, you know, so there was, you know, pretty much a full season after this incident, 
um, to, you know, to observe, you know, kind of how people on that team view Dwayne Killings. Um, you know, and I don't think there was a bad word, you know, the whole season. Um, the players, you know, they liked him. They liked the coaching staff. They really, that coaching staff, there was no, you know, kind of dissension at all within them. Um, that's why it was so surprising last week when this came out was, you know, because there wasn't, you know, a hint or a whiff of this all season. You know, I, I had a lot of people contacting me about, you know, as somebody who's around the team, around the program, like, how could you not have known? Um, and the answer is because th there was never even, you know, it, it never came up. It wasn't like a whisper or anything that like I'd heard and dismissed. Um, you know, this was just completely fresh within the last, you know, now 10 days or so. Well, now what happens as far as the players in the program currently? I mean, we always see players go to the transfer portal from from low major schools. So that's going to happen regardless of, of any incident. But are, are players fleeing the program as a result of this stuff? Are guys sticking by coach killings? Kind of where's the program at? Yeah, so that was one of the interesting things last week, too, because the answer is that, by and large, the players who can stay have stayed. Yeah. Um, they have three players, you know, currently as of, you know, Monday afternoon here in the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, one of them is is the player who reportedly was involved, um, who, who, you know, maybe 50-50 that that kid was going to be involved in the program moving forward. And then the other two are, you know, grad transfer situations. So not really anything out of the ordinary. Um, I really thought that last week that we were going to see, you know, there was going to, you know, one day there was going to be eight guys from Albany who jumped into the portal at 9 a.m. Um, that never happened. All the freshmen stayed. Um, so it seems like, you know, there wasn't this mass, you know, exodus from the program, which which frankly I expected Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so, you know, at this point, they're kind of like in a normal, you know, situation as to what you referenced where, you know, they've got seven or eight returning players who are still in the fold. Um, you know, they got a couple who are slated to come in. They didn't lose any commits um, in this last week. Um, you know, and now they've got, you know, four to five spots to fill with some more recruits and then, you know, hitting the transfer portal on their own. I think rivalries are always fluent in these leagues. It's kind of not just like, I think your rival is whoever's good at the moment, like whoever you're beefing with at that time. So, but I, I think it's pretty apparent that you UVM fans hate you Albany the most. <laughs> How do you Albany fans feel about UVM given their string of dominance here over the last several years? Sure. I mean, I think, um, I mean, Albany fans are, I think we're always kind of split within the league. Uh, between Stony Brook and Vermont in terms yeah. of, of who they disliked the most. Uh, you do have to factor in that uh, Albany fans probably only truly hate Sienna. Yeah. True. Um, <laughs> you know, out, out of league. Uh, but no, I mean, I mean, Vermont for Albany, I mean, that's, you know, especially with the way the last several years, you know, that that rivalry has become more one-sided. Um, you know, that's kind of the measuring stick. That's the program that they need to find a way to, you know, to try to beat, to get back to that level. Um, you know, that hasn't been done around here in Albany for several years. Um, you know, we started with leaving the league. I would imagine that maybe some more of that attention from fans finds its way to Vermont. Yep. Um, at the same time, Albany and Siena are just about to start playing again. So, <laughs> so maybe, uh, you know, maybe that's where that, uh, that energy goes. But it's for Albany fans, it's definitely teams that wear green. Mike, it's hard to believe it's been 15 years since we played together in high school. 
15 years. That's that's hard and depressing to think about. Uh, your memories of me as a basketball player. You can be honest, but the fans want to know your memories of playing with me. Memory. All right. So I'm well. So so for reference, I'm a couple of years older. Yes. So I'm uh, right. We're two. I believe we're two, two years, years apart. Now. You were a senior. I was a sophomore. Senior and a sophomore. So yeah. So so Brady's game was uh, you know power forward center at what were you six three six foot four six five. Six five. Sorry for yeah. shortening you an inch. That's Maybe okay. you grew after that year. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, like, what would we say from for that year that we played together? Were you six foot five and like a hundred and ten pounds? Yeah, probably. It was probably about six five one <laughs> one fifty. So one fifty. All right. Yeah. That's. I don't. I think if we go back and look at some pictures, that there might be some people who agree more with me than with you. Um, but no, that was a, that was a fun year. You were a great teammate. Well, I would say. Um, I wanted to play the stretch four before the stretch four was a thing. So I, it, you, know, I you, you literally were, that would have been a good nickname for you. It was just stretch four. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for the insight on what's happening around UVM's, uh, you know, one of, if not the biggest rival in the stories. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot.